Oasis Church Chicago, this is Pastor J.P. Trollio. I'm so glad that you're here listening with us today on our podcast. This message today is coming from our midweek prayer service. We believe that this prayer meeting is the most vital meeting of our church. I pray today as you listen to this message that you're encouraged, that you're inspired, and that ultimately you're pushed closer to Jesus. If this message today spoke to you, I pray that you will come out and join with us on a Wednesday night that you can gather together alongside the rest of the church and hear from God and what he would have to say to you. I want to remind us, I was um, listening to a podcast and I was um, reminded why, why personally like, I believe in prayer, right? And I grew up in a home where prayer was intertwined in everything we did. I watched my, my dad. My dad was... He was up by 4 a.m. He still is up at 4 a.m. He's, he's crazy. He's, he's, he's somebody I inspire to be like, maybe not 4 a.m., maybe 6 a.m., um, but he was up at 4 a.m., and my dad, I, I would um, hear him um, just, just praying and interceding on behalf of people for an hour, hour and a half, too. Just, he was a man of prayer, and, and I'm, I'm a product of it, right? And the, there's, Believe it or not, some of you in this room are products of that, but po- prayer life is powerful, and, 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 and prayer meetings are powerful. These do not happen. Guys, guys, in all transparency, and it's nothing wrong, churches have different missions and, 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 and callings, and that's good. We stand behind the church of Jesus Christ. But in the city, there's only a handful of churches that have prayer meetings that come. And this is just, people are like, yo, Jay, your church is going because you guys pray. And I was like, wow, really? That's, and we've, we've known that, but it, when, it's, when we see it happening, it's what reminds us of what we're doing. And this guy was talking about Charles Spurgeon, who's just a great man of God from, from the past. And he said, Christians' prayers are measured by weight and not by length. Many of the most prevailing prayers have been as short as they were strong. I, I've said that to you. But then he also wrote, and I want to just, this, I'm just saying this before, I want to remind you why Wednesdays are so important. Okay, this is a reminder of why showing up, fighting through the traffic, Fighting to get to a parking spot or on the street, we know it's a struggle. The struggle is real. We get it, right? But the condition of the church may be very accurately, Spurgeon wrote, gauged by its prayer meetings. How do I judge where we're at as a church? Our prayer meetings, okay? So the prayer meeting is a graceometer, and from it we may judge of the amount of divine working among a people. If God be near a church, it must pray. If God be near church, it must pray. And if he be not there, one of the first tokens of his absence will be the slothfulness of prayer. I believe God is absent from churches working because prayer is absent from people's lives. Okay? So I'm just reminding, this is, this is just a faith encouragement, a little teaching. And then, you know, he finally says this. It's not a matter of time, but a matter of heart. If you have the heart to pray, you will find the time to pray. If you have the heart to pray, you'll find the time may disrupt your Netflix, it may disrupt your, you know, your, your workout that takes four hours and it really only needs to take one, but you're talking to everybody in the gym and you can't get out of the gym and then may interrupt that, 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 that appointment that you had or that you really didn't need to go to, but you're just, just finding all the ways to not have an interaction with God. Just find time, find time because the heart of having a prayerful heart will work in your life in supernatural ways. I believe that. And so I was just reminded of this as we're continuing through the Lord's Prayer. And um, this is uh, actually in the, in the sixth installment. And, and I, we've talked to this as saying like um, a powerful prayer life. And I subtitled this, it's not too late to say sorry. Okay? It's not too late to say sorry. And uh, what I'm about to read 
we all know this. I've read it a bunch, so you guys are starting to memorize it if you didn't memorize it. But most of us in this room, whether you grew up in church or not, you know this prayer, the Lord's Prayer. You've heard it. You've seen it on TV. You've seen it everywhere. It's, it's, a, it's a thing. But, but there's a lot of truth. There's a lot of impact. There's a lot of, of massive stuff that Jesus says in this short prayer. You, so, so I'm going to read Luke 11, 1, 1 through 4, and then Matthew 6. Um, and it says this. Now Jesus was praying in Luke uh, in a certain place, and when he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray. They didn't ask him how to do X, Y, and Z. They just said, teach us how to pray, because they saw that prayer was the powerful tool that Jesus was able to operate in. Well, he was able to operate in his gifting because of his prayer life, right? So, Lord, teach me how to pray. Teach us how to pray as John taught his disciples, and he said to them, when you pray, say, Father, don't screw that up. Don't mix that up. How be your name? Your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread, and this is what I want to focus on tonight. This is something we know. We all know it. As Christians, we all know this to be true and something that we have to do, but how I, w- I want to teach us a little bit on this tonight. And forgive us our sins, uh, for we ourselves forgive everyone who is indebted to us. And then Matthew 6, um, Marco, if you just have verse 12. Matthew 6, verse 12. I think it's up on the screen. Yeah. And forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. You guys all know this. Let me see a show of hands. Who knows this, right? And we say it all the time, Lord, forgive me and forgive those who who trespass against me. And so tonight, I just want to remind us, just a simple way of reminding that it is not too late to say sorry. And it is surely not too late to forgive someone. It is never too late to say sorry. I think that's a a Bieber song, if I'm not mistaken. He was on to something. He was asking the question, I think it's right. He was, it was more of a question. Is it too late to say sorry? It's never too late to say sorry to someone. It's never too late to forgive someone. We are called to be people that are called to reconcile relationships with one another, to be people of reconciliation. You guys know this message, but I pray tonight that this is deeply ingrained in our hearts. More than ever before, we are in a culture, we are in a day and age where people feel the need not to apologize. I'm not saying sorry. You, I'm not telling them sorry. I'll just do me. I hear it all the time. Like, you're not going to tell me to say sorry to somebody. Like, I'll just keep moving. I'll keep grinding. I'll keep doing my own thing. And I really believe something. We've lost the art of just apologizing, just flat out. Like, like I was walking into a doctor's appointment the other day, and, and I held open the door, and, and a lady, like, walked in, and, I, and I, it was kind of one of those holding, like, I, I was already in, but I, I, my dad's raised me no matter how far from the door you are. You run and open the door for a woman. That's just how I'm raised. I'll get beat, and I, and I opened the door, like, kind of one of like these, and, it, and, it, and she walked in, and, and it fell, like, kind of hit her, and I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. And she's like, you don't have to say sorry to me, and I was like, why did you just react that way to me? Like, like I'm sorry that that hit you. She's like, don't tell me sorry. I was like, where are we? Like, like where did we become like so like rough and tough and hard? We're saying sorry is hard for us. We're receiving an apology better yet is hard. Like, like, like Jesus talks about this in this prayer because he knew, he, he knew that there would be a time, he knew even at that point that it would be really hard for people to say, Lord, I'm sorry for the sin, I'm sorry for what I've done, but also, Lord, I gotta go apologize to that person, and that's hard. How, how many of you know saying sorry to someone's hard? Especially when you know you're right. Yo, real talk, like lift your hands up. Like, like it's super hard to be like, 
I'm going to go apologize for something I know I didn't do. <laughs> or I know that it's, it wasn't meant to be that way. But guess what? It is not our job to decide when and how we should say sorry. Our job is just to go say sorry and mean it. Because guess what? If it's a broken relationship because you didn't want to go say sorry, we're missing the point. The cost of holding on to unforgiveness is far worse than the cost of healing through forgiveness. Like the cost of holding on to unforgiveness far out is just way harder than, than receiving the cost of showing forgiveness and giving forgiveness. And so tonight, I just want to focus on this for a second. And Jesus, right before this, he, he prays the prayer, like, give us our daily bread. Remember, if you were here, it's on the podcast. Like, I talked about the spirit of contentment, being content right? Like, like walking daily with daily bread, receiving everything we need for that day. If you are not here, please, 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 I don't say this often, listen to that, because if that's needed for today, that, this, that one is. So, so Jesus says, give us our daily bread, and then he goes into this point, which I think is so profoundly impactful, and Andrew Murray writes, as bread is the first need of the body, right? Physical bread, you with me? I can barely see you. These lights are like, tonight, like, woo! As bread is with the first need of the body, so forgiveness is for the soul. So Jesus' intention was like, yo, you got to feed your earthly body by asking me for daily bread, but you got to feed your physical soul by living in forgiveness. That's a really good place. Okay. And so I want to pray this at the end of this. God, give me the courage to come to you with my brokenness and my sin. That's what we're going to pray. So remember that. God, give me the courage to come to you with my brokenness, my sin, and also to give me the strength then to forgive those around me who have hurt me. Okay? So, so two things tonight. So, so why do we have to continually pray this prayer? Well, I'm forgiven when I prayed the prayer of Jesus and received him in my life. He forgave me of my sins. Yeah, yeah, it's true. And I, I, just rem, I just remind you that us praying for forgiveness reminds us of what Jesus did for us, and it heals us. And, and all throughout Scripture, it says, yo, you got to confess your sins to one another. you got to go before the Father. you got to lay him at your feet, and it's done. You're healed. You're forgiven. Okay, you with me? But tonight, I want to remind us, the first thing is this. Our debts delay our destiny. Okay, have you ever been delayed on a trip? Like, like it's the worst feeling when you know you're going to be delayed for a flight. And you have a whole day planned. Me, Pastor Andrew, Pastor Jordan, and I, I think they'll remember this. We and Pastor Zach, we were on our way to Atlanta for a conference. And we had a whole day planned early before the conference to get there and hang out and, and do some stuff. And we showed up to the airport like Starbucks in hand, ready to get on this flight, like high-fiving each other. We were delayed for like seven hours. <laughs> we were like sitting in the airport, the four of us, just like on a caffeine high, like coming off of that thing. You, you, you ever been there? Like, how did we get here? When are we getting out of here? Should we get a rental car? Like, what should we do? Should we drive it? Like, I've been in airports where I'm like, Rach, we're just going to drive this thing because I can't be in an airport for any longer delayed. Like, I just hate being delayed. Does anybody else hate being delayed? Like, it's the worst feeling in the world. Like, I just want to get home. Or I just want to get to my destination because I don't want to miss what is planned for us. I don't want to miss out on what I have to do back at home. See, this is what I'm reminded of tonight, that when we allow for sin to settle in our spirits and we don't lay it at the feet of Jesus we are not not just damaging not 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 breaking we are delaying our destiny that Jesus has for us you with me tonight when you allow sin to settle in your spirit instead of going before the throne room of grace we, you, JP you talk about forgiveness and, and asking Jesus to forgive you all the time yeah because it's the life of a believer 
if we miss this and you're like, I need something else deeper, you're going to miss everything. Like, like our hearts and our posture should be, Lord, forgive me. I don't want to be delayed. I don't want to miss out on what, ha- what you have for me. Sin delays us from what God would have for us. Sin is a, is a temptation. It's a thing that says, hey, this is better than the God plan. This is more tasteful than what Jesus would have you taste. And it delays us from walking into our future that Jesus has for us from the beginning of time. Right? Like our, our debts delay us. I, I believe God has a plan for every single one of our days. You believe that? Like, like every day you need to wake up with the expectation like God's got something for me today. If you don't, try it. Like God's got something for me today. But today before I leave my house, before I, I get in my car, I need to posture myself as, as a person that's like, you know what, God? Cleanse my heart. You just woke up, JP. Yeah. Come on, let's be honest. You can wake up and still have some crazy thoughts. Anybody else want to be with me on this boat? Like you can already start thinking about all the things you have to do, the people you have to tell off. Don't act like I'm unholy. Like you, you know. So it's like, God, before my day goes, I just need to be cleansed. I need to be purified afternoon, God, you know what? I messed up right here. I shouldn't have reacted that way to my wife. I shouldn't have said that to that person. Lord, forgive me. Cleanse me. Because today you got something special in store. You got something planned for me today. And I don't want to delay what you have in store for me because I'm settling for the sin in my spirit. Lord, release me from it so I can walk into the destiny and the purpose that you have for me. This is how this works. So don't, don't allow the, the debts of your life to delay you. Like, like debt stinks. Right? Well, like, it stinks. Rach and I got married, and <laughs> we were in debt. School loans. Like, like, we looked at this mountain, like, how is this ever going to, 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 to be paid off? How are we ever going to have freedom from this? How are we ever going to do this thing that God's called us to do? Because debt, it, it ties you down, right? You don't feel like you can move. You don't feel like you can walk. You just feel like you're bogged down. This is the same thing that Jesus was saying by forgive us. Our debts, it bogs you down. It ties you down. It, it disables you. It doesn't allow you to walk abound in freedom. It doesn't allow you to, 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 to walk in, in pastures that are open. It makes you feel like, yo, you're constrained. You got to watch everything. You're not going to be able to move. You're t- Am I making sense? Like, like, this is what debts do. And that's why Jesus says, you'll forgive us. And that's why they pray, like, forgive us our debts as we forgive others. Because you can't, you can't, how do I say this? You can't trust what Jesus has for the day if you don't trade in the sin that you have of the day. Does that make sense? Because it's like, it's in here and I'm trying to. <laughs> like, like, like you, you can't trust it when you're living in sin. Because when you're living in sin, you start to trust yourself. You start to trust the voices. You start to trust shame, condemnation, guilt of the evil. And you don't trust what God has for you for that day. So guys, guess what? Don't delay the destinies of your life because you're too prideful to go before the Father that loves you, that cares for you, that wants to release you from it. He just wants you to ask him. He wants to be, I'm better yet. Let me say this because we always say these language in church. And some people are like, what do you mean? He just wants to be invited into your mess. Can I say it that way? Does that make more sense, Oasis? Like, like, he just wants to be invited into your mess, not to just leave you in your mess, but to be invited into your mess and change you from your mess and get you out of that mess and clean you up and wash you clean and get you out into the purpose and the destinies that God has for you. You know, I heard it recently um, from, from a pastor, and, I, and there's no stealing in the kingdom of God. It's borrowing, it's sharing. But I was listening, I was profoundly moved. I don't listen to a ton of pastors today but he said 
Sin, as he defined it, is this, is looking for the right thing in all the wrong places. Like, if you think about sin, the debts that we occur, it's looking for the right thing, but in the wrong places. Like, like Adam and Eve, Eve was, was looking for wisdom, but she just went to the wrong tree. Wow. Okay. You with me? Like, like, like she, like, and her dumb husband, who was with her, who was standing next to her, who should have said, hey, like, we, all, we always say, like, yo, it's Eve's, it's Eve's fault. No, it's Adam's fault <laughs> for letting her do that. Anyways, another sermon. I'm just going to move past that one. That's not really received tonight. That's more of the men in the room. Like, yo, like you are the head of your house. You lead your family in the things of God. Hello? And all the ladies say, yeah, thank you. Okay. So, so Eve is looking for wisdom, but she chooses the wrong place. She, she's, she's trying to satisfy something in her heart, but she's choosing, like, like so many people are looking for joy, but they're looking for it in the bedroom of a man or a woman that's not their spouse. So many people are looking for peace, but they're looking for it from a bank account that at one moment, guys, we are witnesses of what happened in uh, 2007, where, where people had everything, and in one moment, gone. Gone. Like it wasn't even in a, like a, a it was just like Done. Like they were looking for peace and they thought my security, my peace is in that account. There's nothing wrong with money. Hear me. The root in the, the, uh, of evil is the love of money. But if you put your faith and trust in money and that's where you think you're going to find peace, you're going to be let down. Yeah. Is this making sense? Yeah. So like our sin is not, it's just looking for the things in the wrong places. Instead of going to God and God, God satisfy the desires. Satisfy the desires that are deep within me. I want to be close to you, but forgive me of where I've fallen short of not looking in the right place, which is you. Guys, this is freedom. Okay, I'm almost done because I've been talking for a long time. You guys get it. So, so forgive me of my debt. Forgive us. I love this prayer because it, it's, it's corporate, but it's also individualistic. Like it's, it's an individual prayer, but it's corporate prayer because Jesus is about the individual and he's also about the community. Okay, so forgive us. Uh, of our sins, but, but, but help us, God. God, God, may we forgive others that have sinned against us. Wow. <laughs> I like the first part because I get to be free, but I don't like the second part because now i got to deal with some stuff. Right? Come on. Like now i got to actually, whoo. You know, Jesus continues in Matthew 6. I, I don't know if they have it, 14 through 15. Do we have that, Marco? For if you forgive, yes, other people when they sin against you, Huh. This is Jesus. This is not Pastor JP talking. If you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. Next one. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. But I like the Bible where it's like, yo, I can just do whatever I want and like, I don't have to forgive anybody. Like, I'm good. <laughs> like, that's not Bible. That's not Jesus. Why? Because Jesus wants to reconcile people to each other and back to his heart. Right? So first it works this way, right? You and God, and then it works this way. You and people. Okay? So, so, so he reminds you, yo, 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 I've forgiven you. Now you got to go forgive those who have hurt you. He instructs this multiple times throughout his time on this earth. This is something that Jesus didn't touch one time. He touched a few times. He wanted to make it very clear, like, yo, church, you got to forgive other people too. 
okay? For me to be able to forgive you, yo, 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 you can't hate your brother and your sister and come to me and lift your hands and worship. Like, he says that. Like, some of you are, like, mad at me for saying this to you. Like, like, it's hard. Like, I know for me, like, there's been times where I've been upset with a friend or upset with a brother, like my physical brother, and before I can walk into a church service, I got to text him. Real talk. Let's be real here, right? Like, like, dude said something really dumb to me, and I'm mad. But I got to text him and be like, yo, bro, I love you. Because what's coming out of people usually isn't just because they're mad at you. They're mad at themselves. They're mad at something else going around. So we, we got to be people that are willing to say, you know what, God, like, forgive those people for what they did against me. Forgive them of what they, they've said. Worship team could come on up. So why, why, why does Jesus say this? I'm, I'm done here. Jesus, I believe, is so intentional about every command. He knows that if you cannot hold on to hurt from someone else, then you'll constantly be reminded of what he's let you go of. Okay, so why does Jesus say, yo, you got to forgive others? Like, can't you just forgive them, Jesus? Like, like, can I just let you settle that score? Guys, this is, this is, this is like, I really hope this helps. Because when you remind yourself by saying, you know what, person that's hurt me, I forgive you. You remind yourself, mind, spirit, soul, what you were forgiven of. Think about that. Why do you have the right to hold on to something that's been done to you when Jesus didn't hold it on, didn't hold it against us? Like, why? Why do I feel the right or the need that I can be hurt or hold on to hurt when Jesus has freed me of everything? Right? So Jesus is saying simply, yo, when you pray this prayer, what you're saying to yourself is, yo, you got to remember what I did for you. So forgive your brothers and sisters because you've been forgiven of everything. So why do you feel like you can hold on to something against someone else? Yo, there's a lot of hurt. There's a lot of pain. There's a lot of things that have been done wrong to you. I get that. But guess what? There is so much freedom in saying, you know what? I forgive you. I release you. You're not going to hold me down. I'm going to release this. I'm going to let it go, and I'm going to forgive you in love. I told you guys this. Two things real quick, and we're going to close. There was a point in my life where I was really hurt. I was broken. I was hurt by a lot of people, and there was, there was, there was people individually that, that I was just angry at. I mean, like, like thoughts, crazy thoughts running through my head. And the Lord said to me, are you done? I've forgiven you. You're going to forgive them. And I remember in my, my apartment, I was single. I wasn't married yet to Rach. I laid on my floor, my bedroom floor, and I got a notebook out. And I began to just write a note to every single one of these people. Dear so-and-so, I know how, how much I hurt you. Where I really wanted to write, let's be honest, this is how much you hurt me. But you know what? I owned it. I want to just tell you that I, 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 would you just remember me as you go through life and I pray that this, that this note, this little simple note will help me move forward, will help you move forward into what God has for you and for me. Forgive me. I'm sorry. Guys, how many of you know that was the hard, I was like shaking going to put that in the mailbox. But guess what? In that moment in my bedroom, I felt such a weight off of me, like such a freeing weight off of me 
I can't, I wish I could articulate it. Like, I'm not that good of a pastor or preacher to articulate the weight that came off. I can just tell you, a weight literally fell off my back. Guys, some of you in this room can't forgive others until you forgive yourselves. Okay, let me say that because we're closing. Come on up. Some of you can't even consider forgiving someone else until you, until you forgive yourselves. Maybe you need to forgive God for, and say, you know what, God, I've been holding resentment to you. Hello. Being angry at God's a real thing. Can we be honest? This is a very honest moment tonight. Just me and Sean. Ever been angry at God? Let's try that again. God, you know what? I'm sorry for holding anger against you. You've been perfect. You've been good to me. <laughs> You've been so, I got breath in my lungs. He's still good to you. And he's got good stuff for you. And then you know what, God? I need to forgive myself. Some of you in this room, you can't move past that. Tonight, you're going to move past it. And then you know what, God? I need you to help me forgive those that have hurt me. I'm tired of holding on to this nonsense, the stuff that's keeping me back. That's it, church. We're going to pray for those things. Praying for the courage to go before God and say, you know what, I'm broken. Forgive me of my sins. Help me to come before you daily with the stuff that I have. I don't want to hide anymore. And God, help me to release others and help me to forgive others that have hurt me. Amen? So just take a moment, church. Feel, feel free to sit, stand. Just have a moment with you and God tonight. And the worship team is going to begin to play in a moment. But I just pray tonight that there's freedom for you in this place.